everybody. Hello. Welcome to No Exit. Welcome to No Exit. It's a podcast that it's takes podcast. place in quarantine. Technically, I don't know about you, Hannah. I'm technically not in quarantine anymore. Now I'm just under the stay-at-home order. Yeah, I mean, I was in. Yeah, I was in. I mean, it's it's now it was voluntary quarantine before mm-hmm. self quarantine, and now it's everyone is forcibly quarantined. Right. Yeah. It's not. I'm not quarantined because I'm sick. I'm quarantined ideally so that I do not become so or uh, make my partner. More importantly, uh, make my partner become. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so, so now we are under sh- statewide shelter in place at mm-hmm. least until April 30th. I've seen a couple. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been extended to April 30th. I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Extended to, uh, so. April 30th. Um. Yeah. Time has become entirely meaningless. So. Yeah. yeah. Kai has been listening to the news yeah. kind of constantly, which is mm. a horror show in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, like more so than usual, but it's just, it's, it's kind of like, cause I'm comparing this time to the 2016 election because that was the last time that I felt this like constantly soul of, affri- other than having an anxiety, a gen- like generalized anxiety disorder mm-hmm. anyway, this was the last time that like I was so afraid all the time was right after the 2016 election. Cause I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, but th- I was really like emotionally overwrought after the yeah. election too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I'm pretty emotionally overwrought over this whole situation, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, I if my distress is like, if I'm like, this does not help me make things better, I kind of just shove it away into some, un- some unknown place in my body <laughs> so yeah. I don't have to experience it cognitively. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm very physically tense. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I live, so um, we've talked before on the show about the fact that I have um, head trauma and I have uh, memory issues, and uh, so I rely really heavily on context clues to know, like, what day it is, what I'm supposed to be doing, and, like, kind of keep myself functioning, and now I'm in the same context all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And have been for weeks, and I'm just like, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going on at all. Um, It's just like super foggy all the time. Totally. Yeah, I was doing the don't experience it cognitively, just shove it down deep into my body for the first week. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my body started getting so bad that I couldn't eat because that's an issue I have Uh with my uh, sort of whole deal. Um, Disordered eating, some might call it. And uh, so I was eating and then it made my body feel worse. And then uh, blah, blah, blah. I had mm-hmm. a complete meltdown this weekend. Also, my period was 20 days late this month. Oh, God. So basically f- since uh, for the whole month of March, basically, mm-hmm. entirely, because um, I got it two days ago, uh, I was feeling like pre-period, stress mm-hmm. out, You're just getting like more bad. and more bloated. Yeah, more and more bloated and more and more uh, screaming at Kai for no reason. Like, Mm -hmm. mm, just no reason. Just more and more, like, yelling fights about absolutely fucking nothing and then complete Mm -hmm. sobbing breakdowns afterwards. Um, And then I got my period fucking finally and the blood that is coming out of my (laughs) vagina is, like, pitch black and, like, Mm-hmm. like solid it is it is yep. just like chunks of iron it is so fucking painful and mm-hmm. miserable uh but i feel a lot more sane since that happened because i'm like oh thank god like at least that 
that factor of my hormones mm-hmm. being completely jacked uh, is still happening, but at least the it's it was like cathartic mm-hmm. to have my period begin. I'm it's glad. Bad, it's bad news. It's bad news. And if I can't talk about the the uh, period blood on a horror podcast, then where can you? Where can I? Yeah, I don't what know is what the, the fuck world coming to if you can't talk about your period in disgusting detail on your own horror, horror podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to hear about uh, our own blood and gruesome injuries in disgusting detail, mm-hmm. you, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> I will describe. <laughs> Anything. We should have Danielle come on just to talk mm-hmm. about uh, her getting her fallopian tubes removed and how she has pictures of them. Oh, I have pictures of my insides. Yeah. I have pictures of my um, uh, globular uterus. Cool. From the top. <laughs> cool. I don't have any photos of it just by itself. I'm really sad about that, actually. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, Danielle, yeah, if you're not, P.S., P- I'm your host, Wendy Warzone, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. <laughs> P.S. I'm your uh, host, Hannah Hell, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Yeah, and uh, we've alluded to it, but I've never explained that I had a hysterectomy last year because I had adenomyosis, which is why you've heard me reference that I don't have a period and ha- can't have children. Um, yes. That's why. Um, and I have really cool pictures from of the insides of me. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, and it, it is it is actually, it's very, very cool. Anyway, that's, cool. that's been our little medical aside. Uh-huh. Danielle, <laughs> my, my lover, Danielle, uh, has pictures of her fallopian tubes in a jar. She got oh, that's cool. Her fallopian tubes removed. Yeah, it's cool. They didn't. They couldn't let her keep mm-hmm. them because yeah. apparently, yeah, they wouldn't let me keep my yeah. my shit either. Sometimes you can get away with it. I've heard if you claim it's for religious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, with this specific surgery, this is a lot. It's, I will stop talking about surgeries after mm-hmm. this, unless the thing we're watching is about surgeries. Who knows? It's not. Um, I didn't think so. Um. Uh, and so anyway, so apparently there was a, a period of time because doctors, especially, uh, historically predominantly male doctors don't know anything about the bodies of people with like ovaries mm-hmm. and uteruses and, yeah. and or vaginas or any combination of those things. Yeah. They used to call it bikini medicine and they just assumed that the only differences between, you know, male, you know, males and females was the parts of the body that were covered with a bikini. Yeah. And that yeah. was a specialty. Yes, and uh, which is not even to get into gender essentialism and how yeah, and let's not. I mean, we don't even, even have to discuss that a real horror, thing. So. Yeah. so anyway, apparently there's a period of time where mm-hmm. people would do. I forget what the the technical term is for a, a fallopian tube removal, but they were doing mm-hmm. this procedure. But apparently there's a tendon that like runs right next to the fallopian tube that looks mm-hmm. a lot like it, like some oh, like minor, not super mm-hmm. needed tendon or whatever. So because doctors, again, don't know anything about uh, the reproductive system of people with fallopian tubes or Mm -hmm. any systems, uh, Uh we're for for a period of time removing that tendon instead. And so there were these this rash of people who had gotten this surgery done and somehow still got pregnant, which if you have actually had your fallopian Mm -hmm. tubes removed, is physically impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. And Um, they removed this tendon instead. Yeah. So that's horrifying. Yep. So this a bunch of people sued evidently. And so Mm -hmm. now if you have this procedure, they have to send them to a lab uh-huh. so that and they make can sure test they it afterward right and thing. make sure that they actually took mm-hmm. the right thing out of your body. Mm-hmm. They are little, it's like a, like spaghetti. Yeah. They look like, mm-hmm. like weird spaghetti, like weird spaghetti noodles mm-hmm. that are also, I mean, they look like, honestly, any organ in a jar looks like an organ in a jar. It just, yeah. it all kind of looks mm-hmm. like an organ in a jar. As yeah. many can attest to. You don't have any mm-hmm. organs though. You just have whole animals in jars. 
Yeah, I just have whole animals. Yeah, no organs. I have sea creatures and a gecko. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I call them my dead pets. Yeah. (laughs) We've never talked about your collection of dead things. Oh, yeah. I've never talked about... I'll post pictures on our Instagram sometime. We've never talked about either of our scary collections on this podcast. (laughs) uh, About how you collect dead things in jars, Mm -hmm. and I collect uh, haunted Victorian photographs, and aspiringly ethically sourced bones, but I only have like a skull right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have some bones too. And all of my... um all of my uh, dead animals that I've collected myself are ethically sourced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, all my, as far as I know, all my haunted Victorian children are ethically sourced, but who knows? <laughs> uh, Danielle sent me a uh, postcard in the mail the other day that was just a vintage photo of a haunted child that she just mm-hmm. like addressed on the back as a postcard and mailed it to me. So good news, nice. everybody. You can still mail haunted children to your, uh, your, your, uh, your significant distanced, other. Yeah. Your distanced lovers that you pine mm-hmm. for through the foggy night, uh, during quarantine. It's all very Gothic. It's mm-hmm. extremely Gothic. Uh, romantic with a lowercase and capital R. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, anyway um, so did you have anything, any, um, opening segments that you wanted to share before we get started, Hannah? I did just now accidentally have a segment that's mm-hmm. uh, called, what should we call it, about our, our haunted collections. Uh, Hannah's, no, because it's for each of us. Mm-hmm. Wendy's, should we just call it, oh, uh, the Curio Corner. Ooh, I like that. Curio, curio Corner is very good. Whenever we get a new oddity or curio, mm-hmm. we can talk about it on Curio Corner. That happens so my- very rarely for me because I have like very few personal possessions and I never buy stuff. That's true. <laughs> well, maybe you could just highlight pieces of your curios mm-hmm. if you would maybe like. Maybe I will. You should, we should. I shall. We should do that on social media. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finding new ways to market ourselves, lying <laughs> on air, and to show our uh, our listeners that it's not all just talk. We're mm-hmm. actually spooky, scary people. Mm-hmm. We live we live that spooky. We live scary the spooky lifestyle. lifestyle. It ha- truly, truly, every day is Halloween. <laughs> I am looking at one skull, a sword, and a uh, t- like eight foot tall canvas of the Death Tarot card as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, scary life. I don't have anything scary in my line of sight, but my um, computer background is um, Linguig Nota's Caligula cover. Fuck yeah, dude! So. Fuck yeah, dude! Very scary, very spooky. Yes, very spooky. Um, have you listened to uh, Oh Ruthless Great Divine Director yet? I her new single. I don't remember. It's, it's I looked it's at brand, it for sure. Yeah, I have to watch it. That's what I need to do. Anyway, point okay. being, listen to Lingua Ignota. She rules. Okay, yeah, listen to Lingua Ignota. She's awesome. Um, my Let's talk about new the... favorite band, Lucifer, released. I can't. I don't think I had talked about this last time we recorded, but maybe I did. Um, they just released their third Alsom album. Alsom album. <laughs> I can't speak English. They just released their third album, which is called Lucifer Three. Highly recommend it. Check them Fuck out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, their, uh, release party was canceled because of the plague, Yes, but they are cool and you should listen to them and follow them on social media. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think I... Spooky Sounds. Spooky Sounds. Where we highlight our favorite scary music that we're listening to. Mm -hmm. I haven't been listening to that much music, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. Did we ever talk about that we went and saw Cult of Luna? Did we talk about the cult? Yeah, like several weeks ago, Hannah and I went and saw Cult of Luna. It was about, um, yeah, a little little less than a month ago. It'll be a month this week. 
Uh, yeah, oh we God. saw we yeah. saw uh, Intronaut, Emma Ruth Rendell, and Cult of mm-hmm. Luna live, and it was and they were all awesome, awesome. It that was, it was so good. All of them did what I would describe as a, a perfect set. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. They uh, it was a really really good show. Yeah, it was fantastic. I was very very I got very very well. What happened was is I got. I got a little way too stoned because mm-hmm. that's what I I get like to get very stoned at doom metal shows uh-huh. because obviously right um, so I got very very stoned and I had a beer and then I just wanted to go to sleep so during Cult of Luna set I was starting <laughs> to like nod off at the table with Wendy and then I got uh-huh. grumpy but uh, I was very awake and engaged during Intronaut mm-hmm. and Emma Ruth Rundle and about half of Cult of Luna Cult of Luna set and then they started playing a really slow song. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was standing there like... And you were just like, this is too much. I was, yeah, they first started playing a snow song, and I was like, oh, it's Nine Nine Sleepy Times now. Hannah go Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's the show that we went to like a month ago that we forgot to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our spookiest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's our spookiest thing other than continuing to be... Other than, yeah. Well, so that happened, and then immediately um, the entire country started having to shut down. Yeah. Immediately um, everything went to hell. Yeah, so we forgot. Yeah, Forgive we us, forgot. please. It's okay. Um, you, you forgot too, I bet. It was 100 years ago at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you're listening to this, you probably forgot too. Because the world was different mm-hmm. then. That was, that was the old world that we used that to That was in. then, and this is now. This is yeah. how we live now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk so about this is a movie about films. horror movies. Um, it's a podcast so, about horror movies. It's a podcast. But what did I say? You said it's a movie about horror movies, which <laughs> might be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. <coughs> okay, I don't have COVID. Show. I just smoke too much weed. It's a podcast about horror movies. It's a comedy podcast about horror movies. And today... Um, we are, I had to change up what was on our originally scheduled on our list because I try to plan our movies out like a month-ish in advance, like three to four weeks out. Um, and uh, we were originally scheduled to watch something from our request list. Currently, we can only watch things that are on streaming services that we both have. Yes. So um, we were supposed to watch 28 Days Later. We're not going to watch 28 Days Later because we it's, just can't right now. Yeah, I couldn't handle like a serious movie. So instead, we're going to watch a horror comedy. Great. I love that. Isn't and 28 Days Later also about, uh, isn't there a plague it, of some sort? Yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe a little too on the nose for Yes, right exactly. Um, and I was just like, hmm, do we want to go topical or do we need to break the tension? And we were just like, we need to break the tension. Yeah, we do. So we're going to watch a movie today. Hannah, I feel like maybe you've seen this before, but I can't remember. Oh, I'm very um, excited. We're going to watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I have not seen this before, but oh I've my heard God. amazing things about uh, this movie. It's so good. Tell me what you know about it. Uh, there are rednecks and they shoot zombies, I think. Uh, that's what I know about it. And mm-hmm. people have told me to watch it because I've always liked horror comedies. Like I've seen... Mm-hmm. Uh, Cabin of the Woods, I've seen uh-huh. Zombieland, I've seen... Uh, and you like just like over the top, like comedically over the top, gory, crazy, like slapsticky horror. Yeah, oh yeah, and I love mm-hmm. like violence of any kind that is yeah. way over the top, I enjoy. Like I've been playing mm-hmm. a lot of Borderlands 3, for instance, which is a mm-hmm. rash game, but it's really fun. <laughs> so and I the hear. Sh- the shooting is good, and then you shoot people and their heads explode, so mm-hmm. it's a good game, <laughs> is what I say. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Tucker it's is like, similarly. Does it have exploding heads? Then it's, it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If it's, does it feel really good to get a headshot? Then it's a good mm-hmm. shooter. That's what I gotcha. think. Gotcha. All right. So we're watching Tucker and Dale versus Evil. This movie came out in 2010. It's directed by Eli Craig, and it stars Tyler Labine, Alan Tudyk, and Katrina Bowden. And the Google blurb, which was my favorite, says, Two scruffy pals' backwoods vacation takes a bloody turn when ignorant college students mistake them for a pair of murderous hillbillies. Oh, my God. Incredible. (laughs) All right. That is not at all what I thought this movie was about. I'm really excited. (laughs) All right. um, So we're going to watch go watch this uh, slapsticky horror farce called Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, I think we're going to have a great time. Um, you should pause this and go watch it, too, if you're in quarantine, because you could you deserve it. I promise. You do. All right. We're going to go watch the movie and we'll be back afterwards. Afterward. We're back. We're back. We watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We sure did. It was. Uh, go ahead, Hannah. What did What did you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was another movie that was. Uh, it was secretly about not that secretly, but it was about classism, which I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be. Uh, I thought because again, uh, this is another one of those like popular movies that I actually had no idea what it was about. Um, Because I thought it was going to be rednecks fighting zombies, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it was sort of a um, like an American Shaun of the Dead situation. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was not. It was uh, about classism. (laughs) It was rednecks (laughs) fighting obnoxious rich kids, uh, (laughs) which was better in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rednecks fighting obnoxious rich kids who think that they're the heroes. Right, yeah. Ev- yes, exactly. Yeah, because everybody mm-hmm. in the movie is in two different, like, they're all in a horror movie at some point, but they're in two different horror movies. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. They, and it's also a rom-com. It was a sweet little little <laughs> uh, rom-com. It's pretty, mm-hmm. uh, still pretty, uh, well, I guess it's less noteworthy when it's, like, skinny hot lady and, like, bigger dude because it's mm-hmm. that happens all the time with you know jack black it, can be a love interest or right. whatever um right. but it's still like uh it was a fun little like star-crossed lovers type mm-hmm. of type of thing also a lot of rich kids you get to watch a lot of rich white college students die horribly and that was yeah. very cathartic for me you get to watch a lot of like privileged rich white college students die horribly by their own folly. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you could say it's another movie where white people experience the consequences of their actions, which especially mm-hmm. right now is uh very um it feels very cathartic for me because mm-hmm. this whole yeah. this whole world is on fire because white people can't experience consequences for their actions. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers are still like going to the park to hang out because they think their actions don't have consequences. So, mm-hmm. it's just satisfying to see it from time to time. Yeah. You can go to the park to hang out as long as you hang out six feet apart. From That's everybody. the problem. Too many. Mm-hmm. First of all, nobody's doing that. Second of all, mm-hmm. too many people are going to the park for that to gotcha. start happening, or like to the mm-hmm. main areas of the park. It's pro- fully possible. Parks are big, but uh, yeah, no, that's not really how it's mm-hmm. being. Gotcha. Yeah, I have not been in Denver at all in the last three weeks, so 
I can only speak for my neighborhood, which is much less population dense than yours. Yeah. Yeah, living a in lot, a lot less people and a lot more open space here. Yes, we have lots. A lot of... more coyotes. Mm, true. <laughs> this is we... coyote territory where we, I live. We have fewer coyotes, lots of people, um, mm-hmm. too many people out and about. It's mm-hmm. uh, upsetting. But anyway. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of coyotes or a lot of people in the area where this movie takes place. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the middle of the woods yeah, somewhere. In the set, yeah, it's set in the middle of the woods in rural West Virginia. Yeah. Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. Um, oh, the, there was something I was going to say about something that you said. Oh, yeah. You were talking about how, you know, everybody's in in this movie is in a horror movie, but they're in different horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the So there's a special feature on the DVD that um, shows like a 15 or 20 minute cut of the movie from the college student's perspective. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. So you can see like a 20 minute cut of the movie shown from like the traditional perspective. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, then you have to confront your own prejudices or whatever. Cause literally the mm-hmm. only reason that they're so afraid of these guys is cause they're kind of awkward and, uh-huh. uh, rednecks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, exactly. Cause they're like, blue collar like hillbilly type guys yeah if i because having a family from the appalachian mountains and uh mm-hmm. having backwoods southern family and having spent time there and etc um if i get afraid of like white southern rednecks it's for very different reasons it's not because <laughs> i think they're serial killers it's because i think they're homophobes mm-hmm so the college students being afraid of these men is extra funny because like mm-hmm. this group of like pretty, uh, presumably, I mean, who knows, but pretty yeah. like privileged college students, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, have, have so little to fear from, right. From that type of person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was a, it, it was, a, it was an interesting dichotomy presented. I mean, it, it was just about class, right? Which is, it, it was largely about, mm-hmm. uh, white people in class, but it was, uh, a lot about like educational privilege and that kind of thing, which I thought was mm-hmm. really a neat message. Yeah. And it's also, it's about, um, prejudice, like in, yeah. inherent, like cultural prejudices and also it's a movie about like playing on your expectations totally absolutely and taking taking all of the traditional horror movie tropes and all of the traditional expectations of a hollywood movie and completely like flipping them around like our this is a movie where our our final girl is a, a sensitive ingenue man yeah yeah he <laughs> essentially is. yeah, he yeah. Is. He's, he's you know he's very innocent um uh dale is this he's you know, super sweet just very precious dude and he's essentially he is the final girl yeah that's a good point yeah mm-hmm. so um so should we get into our summary of the movie yeah let us yeah all right so the movie opens um there's like six or seven college students all riding in this big uh truck together um on their way up to go camping yeah it's a very and like Oh, sorry. Good. It's a, but mm-hmm. it's a very like traditional slasher fi- flick. Like mm-hmm. uh, the kids are going to the summer camp type mm-hmm. of totally carefree totally. teens summer. Something terrible is about to befall them. Opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they swerve to avoid this truck that's parked like halfway into the road, 
and then the truck passes them and they see these two um hillbilly dudes looking into the car um at them and they're just like oh my gosh those guys were like so creepy and um they're and then they're just like oh my god guys we forgot the beer yeah and then they're they're all upset about it and then it cuts to our heroes tucker and dale we're just mm-hmm. this are just dudes they're just sweet dudes they just want to go mm-hmm. to their vacation house and uh-huh. hang out they've just spent all of their money yeah. buying this vacation house it's, yes it's it's tucker's dream yeah to own a vacation home and he's finally got it and they're gonna go see it for like the first time yep and uh i think they're boyfriends but uh that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to challenge you on that just because I think that in media, we need to see more like healthy platonic male friendships because there is the fear or there, there's the assumption that any two men that are close friends must be gay. I, yeah, that's totally fair. I, I mm-hmm. as a gay person, uh, like to queer all the media I watch because it makes me relate to it more and mm-hmm. uh, uh, care about it more. Uh, so I, I, I hear what you're saying and in my head, they will remain boyfriends. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) Your, your head cannon is your head cannon. Yeah. And that's your own business. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not actually arguing that that's Mm -hmm. supported in the text. I'm just saying I decided (laughs) that they're boyfriends that, yeah, I don't think they're portrayed as having a romantic relationship at all Mm -hmm. um, or a sexual or whatever. Like I think they're, they're definitely platonic friends, but in my Mm -hmm. mind, they are boyfriends. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, moving on. So Tucker and Dale are at the store. They're at this like corner store gas station type place with this silly laundry list of all the stuff they need to to um begin the renovations on their vacation home. And they're in the they're um and basically, you know, the college students pull up to this gas station and they go into the gas station to buy beer. And that's that's when the perspective switches over and it say like, oh, you thought these kids were your heroes. But actually, here's Tucker and Dale and they're actually your heroes. Yeah. And they're just eating yeah. pickled eggs straight out of the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eating <laughs> pickled eggs straight out of a jar, which made me very, very upset. Uh, <laughs> and like and then so as a vegan or just as a human being, both. Um. Yeah, the idea of eating just eggs, just loose eggs out of a jar, <laughs> even as somebody who used to love hard-boiled eggs, like I used to murder a hard-boiled egg, like the idea mm-hmm. of eating, a, first of all, a pickled egg full stop is something I've mm-hmm. never had any interest in, and mm-hmm. then let alone eating just like loose pickled eggs out of a jar from a backwoods general store is not my <laughs> idea of a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I'm with you on that, but yeah, it sounds pretty nasty to me. <laughs> uh, but Tucker but, and Dale are chilling. Dale uh, can do whatever he wants. Dale uh, sees a hot lady and he wants to go mm-hmm. talk to her. Um, but well, he's too shy. He's, but he's like deifying her, basically. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. And Tucker's the one who's like, she's just human. Dale, just go talk to her. Yeah, it was a really refreshing uh, perspective to hear from a man in a movie to just be like, mm-hmm. and the guy he was deifying her a little bit, but it was also just like it seemed like such like genuine nervousness. Like I have mm-hmm. been that afraid yeah. to go talk to her. I have been at a bar with Kai while they tried to talk me into asking for the bartenders. Like I waffled over asking for the bartenders money, uh, money, uh, number <laughs> for 20 minutes. And she was really waffled cute over. You were going to, whether you were going to mug the bartender. <laughs> no, but I did mull over whether I was going to ask for her number for about 20 minutes until Kai left me at the bar. They were like, do it or don't. And like left. <laughs> Um, so I'm just saying I I uh, 
uh, <laughs> I sympathize with Dale's uh, extreme Struggle. nervousness in that situation. Mm-hmm. But he goes over to talk to her, which is fine and great and bold, and I love it, and I'm with it. But he, for some reason, brings a scythe with him <laughs> just because it. he forgot it was in his hand or something. Mm-hmm. He didn't think yeah, about it. being, like, accidentally creepy just because he's so nervous. Yeah, so because he needs us. They, they bought a scythe for the renovations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but to clear weeds, I assume. Uh, but yeah, so he walks over with a scythe and scares the living shit out of the group of uh, dumb, dumb mm-hmm. college students. Uh huh. And this, you know, this kid thinking he's being a big hero, this big hero in a blue shirt, Chad. Fucking I think it's Chad. Chad. No, his name's actually yeah. Chad for sure. He Chad, is a Chad yeah. and his name is actually Chad. Yeah, he his name is Chad and he is a Chad. Um, steps up and is just like, listen, we don't want any trouble. And then the kids get in the car and leave and everybody gets back on the road. And then, then, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say what happened next. They go to the cabin. So they get back on the road. They get pulled over by um, a sheriff who, um, and there's a, some wacky physical comedy where Dale gets his sleeve stuck like on, like underneath the steering wheel. Yeah. It's like a Um, whole thing. It's a, uh, uh, a, it's it's a little bit of homoerotic humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the, yeah, the sheriff walks up, he's like a small town sheriff and he's like immediately suspicious of them mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. uh, they are being super fucking weird because they're super yeah. nervous because they were <laughs> drinking and driving, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't do. Yeah, don't um, drink and drive. Yeah, they're on these backwoods roads, which is, I mean, it's a very like fucking Appalachian thing to do is to mm-hmm. drink a beer in your truck. A very um, New Mexican thing to do before they seriously cracked down on that like you know, 15, 20 years ago or so. I'm sure, yeah. Um, um, but the sheriff is, uh, you know, tells him, well, I pulled you over because your taillight's out and he gives him a warning and he, then he asks, you know, where they're headed and they say, oh, we're going up to the our new vacation home at such and such lake. And the sheriff's like, there's nothing up there, but like pain and suffering or something. He says something super weird to them. About and intent. It. Yeah. Super weird yeah. and intense. And so like, everybody's it, acting like super very weird. bizarrely intense thing to say to another human. <laughs> yes. So everybody's acting super weird. Everybody's super weirded out by each other. Uh, Tucker and Dale don't think too much of it though. They just go mm-hmm. um, and they get to their cabin and it's mm-hmm. very d- uh, it's, decrepit. Yeah. Yeah, I it's think it's dilapidated and spooky, and they're they're just besotted with it. They just love it. They think it's perfect. They're so happy. They get in, and there's like wind chimes made out of bones, and they're just like, "Oh, whoever lived here must have been an archaeologist." Yeah, they're really something. wholesome about it. There's all these newspaper clippings about like serial killers or, or a serial mm-hmm. killer on the wall, uh-huh, and they're and just they- like. There's a uh, coupon for chili dogs. Yeah, they see a coupon it's, for chili dogs that has no expiration date, and that's, like, mm-hmm. what they take out yeah. of it. It's very wholesome. It's yeah. very, like, they're just too, they're not even dumb. They're just, like, too wholesome to be mm-hmm. in this horror movie. They have no yeah. reason to suspect like they're anything. they're so genuinely delighted to have their own vacation home. Yeah, as far as they know, they're out in the middle of nowhere. They have no reason mm-hmm. to suspect that they're going to fall into trouble with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they're from this area, you know, they're familiar with it. So, you know, they're not, there's a theme in horror movies that like leaving your comfort zone is bad. You see that a lot in like, especially Japanese horror movies, you see like leaving your hometown brings bad things upon you. <laughs> Interesting. Um, 
But these guys, like, they're from the area. They're locals. Um, and so they're just, like, they're totally comfortable. They don't suspect anything weird. Um, and they have no idea that their cabin belong like, used to belong to a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're oblivious. Um, what happens next? The teens happen. The, the t- yeah, so the college kids. The so teens are drunk. Weird, so Chad starts to get more and more intense, like, right from the beginning. He seems like a normal dude, and then, like, immediately things start... Like, yeah. he starts getting weird, and he's like, you guys want to hear a true story, scary story? And he tells this super intense story about how, like, 20 years ago in these very woods, a bunch of college students were murdered. Yeah, and by the... And everyone's just like, whoa, dude. And he's like, oh, and then he's like, he'll say something, and then, like, as if to accentuate his point, he'll, like, puff his inhaler. Yeah, it's very funny. He's like a douchebag, uh, a douchebag, um bully and he has mm-hmm. asthma a traditional yeah. nerd trait mm-hmm. um so they're subverting your expectations all over the place uh mm-hmm. but he's a complete tool bag i hated him from the yeah, first he sucks minute from the he was on beginning. screen from the first but second he was on he screen. he sucks in the same kind of way that characters in like especially older like set like 80s horror movies so, like dudes in those movies were like that and nobody called them out for it but chad is constantly getting called out by his yeah friends. So like he tries to hit on really Allie, like. and he's super creepy about it and she's just like no thanks okay bye yeah you're being really weird and like leaves and yeah that scene was a little intense that scene was wicked yeah. uncomfy uh because he yeah. does get like right up in mm-hmm. her neck and shit and it's yeah it's and she's very just violating like, and upsetting yeah and she's very <laughs> violated and upset by it mm-hmm uh, but it is nice to see his with a group of people. They're all it tools, but even with, yeah, even his shitty friends know that he is like he's the worst. A step too far. Yeah. yeah. However, like, they do still hang out with him on purpose. Up. Yeah. So I have I have very that's little true. sympathy for people who know somebody's the worst person in the world and they mm-hmm. still hang out with them on purpose. It's like I think well, it's possible that they did not know just how much of a freak show he was until this trip because he like has a psychotic break. But that's yeah. spoiler. We'll yeah, get to yeah, that yeah, later. Yeah. His personality um, seems like uh, that thing he did to Allie. It was probably not the first time yeah. he's done that to a woman. But I'm also bringing a lot of um, I don't want to say assumptions, experiences from having gone to a rich white private college uh, mm-hmm. into this conversation and uh, knowing men who are mm-hmm. like that from rich white pri- private colleges. I don't know. They, I don't think any information is given about the college that these no, kids go n- to. No, none at all. None yeah. at all. They're just college kids. Um, Chad they're in a fr- just, the, the, all the boys are in a fraternity together. Yes. There's like five guys and three girls or something like yeah. that. And the guys are all in a fraternity. That's all we know. Yeah, and fraternities, we know it's a school that's uh, shitty enough to have Greek life, and because mm-hmm. Greek life is the shittiest thing on planet Earth, and fraternities are the shittiest of the shittiest things at colleges. Like, fraternities <laughs> are actual living evil, I believe this. My, my school did not have a Greek system, so I can't comment one way or the other. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying, is <laughs> you know it's like, it. yeah. it's like normy enough to have a Greek system. I also, system. like, I don't have personal experience with these kind of people in the I way do. that you do, because I went to an arts, I went to an art school. <laughs> yeah, I have so, the, uh, like, experience Everybody who went to my school was some kind of weirdo. Yeah, I have experience, heavy experience with these kinds of people, both from high school and from college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I despised them immediately upon mm-hmm. meeting all of them. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out Allie's cool, but we don't know that mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. She goes to Skinny Dip after she has... Yeah, oh. so they're all going to Skinny Dip. Um, 
And uh, meanwhile, Tucker and Dale are out fishing. It's the middle of the night. Um, they're and they're out fishing. Uh, and they see Allie uh, getting undressed to go swimming. You know, uh, getting you know stripping down to her underwear to go swimming. And um, Tucker is staring, and Dale is covering his eyes like a precious <laughs> he, man. Yeah, and then he yells at Tucker, and then Allie hears them. Is startled. She slips and she hits her head and falls into the water. Yes, she's From unconscious. From this point, mayhem escalates. Yes, yeah. This is and when then the movie eventually ends. Yeah, shit, shit really <laughs> starts to pop off. Yeah, they Tucker and Dale pull her out of the water because they're uh-huh. good Samaritans, and mm-hmm. uh, she would have drowned otherwise. And mm-hmm. the friends see this, and because the yeah. friends are all assholes, and they're like, "Hey, we've got your friend." <laughs> Yeah, but hey, they hear we got your friend. <laughs> yeah, what they hear is we've got your friend, and they like. Uh, uh, yeah, they hear it as a taunt when actually they're just like, "Hey, hey, your friend is unconscious." Please yeah, your friend has been injured. Get her. Yeah, they're all drunk and high. All the college students also, so they're mm-hmm. just like not in a place to um, uh, reasonably process anything that's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, uh, meanwhile, t- Tucker and Dale are just drinking PBR, which means they're completely sober. Yeah, they're drinking you can't wa- get drunk off of Appalachian PBR. water. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas... Uh, it's what the, you yeah, drink when you can't drink the water. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I'm telling you. Appalachian... I wasn't kidding. Like, mm-hmm. their they're beer yep. is Appalachian water. Um, <laughs> but the t- college students actually aren't drunk because they forgot the beer. They are wicked No, they high. went... Because they, dr- they stopped to get beer. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. that's why um, they were at the gas station. That's right, that's place. right, that's right. And then they uh, also got high. Anyway. Anyway, it's, the kids... So the kids freak out, start screaming, and run away. And Tucker and Dale are like, well, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so they take Allie back to their cabin... Um, they put her in bed, they, they put clothing on her cause she's in her underwear and put her to bed. There's and, a, there's a cute scene where she wakes up and Dale is like made her breakfast. She's initially terrified cause she mm-hmm. thought that they were murderers cause she was mm-hmm. swept up in the zeitgeist. Uh, and yeah. Dale makes her breakfast and she starts screaming and he's like, oh, it's cause you don't like pancakes. Like, like, his oh assumption- my God, you hate pancakes. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'll make you something else. His assumption is never this woman is terrified of me. It's always, <laughs> I've done something wrong, which like if mm-hmm. I woke up in a strange man's house, I would be mm-hmm. fucking terrified. Like I would mm-hmm. freak out if I was unconscious. Yeah, I, I would probably be pretty house. freaked out. Yeah. So she's she's actually she gets chill about it surprisingly quickly. All mm-hmm. things considered, yeah, because he comes back and he brings her. A, he he's like, I'll make you something else, and he goes and he makes her eggs and bacon instead, and he brings that back with a little like wilted dandelion in a cup, which is it's very precious. Cute. Yeah, it's and he sets precious. the she's like a little freaked out, and then he sets the tray down, and she's like, Oh, he just has made me breakfast, and she's just like, What happened? And he tells her, Oh, well, we pulled you out of the water and brought you here so you didn't drown. And she's just like, oh. And then she's like, okay, there, there's no danger here. These people are nice. Yeah, she trusts them very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, is much quicker than I would have trusted these strange men if I mm-hmm. woke up in that house, I think. Yeah. Just because they're strange men and I'm a, mm-hmm. like a woman alone, right. I would be very freaked out. But the, the college students quickly uh, jump to uh, making a plan to get Allie back and mm-hmm. to like stalk and kill i don't know if they're trying to kill the rednecks at that point but they are trying trying to to, they're trying to rescue her yeah they're trying to rescue her from what whom whom they assume to be uh monsters Mm -hmm. um so they go to spy they're gonna go spy on him because one of them's gonna go knock on the door and instead what happens is uh (laughs) uh tucker accidentally saws into a wasp's nest 
and uh, starts and he's still holding with a chainsaw. The ch- with mm-hmm. a chainsaw, yeah, and he's still holding the chainsaw. He doesn't just drop it, which is very responsible of him, but he's also uh, like too, I guess, too freaked out that he keeps his hand on the trigger and just yeah, like he's running from. Starts, so he's running from these wasps that are stinging him. Yeah, while he's waving Wa- around, waving this chainsaw around, chainsaw, screaming yes, bloody murder, and the uh, kids like, "Oh my god, run for your lives!" Yeah, and so they sprint away, and the one kid sees that homeboy's getting stuck by stung by bees and understands and immediately before he gets speared through the chest by a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the first death of the movie. All the deaths in this movie were very, very good. There's some pretty mm-hmm. fantastic uh, yeah. gore in this film. Yeah, it, it's gore, and it, it's gory, but played for laughs. So it's really actually not all that gory, all things considered. Yeah, totally. It's just fun. There's That's, just It's fun the, gore. Yeah, was, because all of the deaths are so absurd. That it's hard to take it too seriously. Right, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So all Homeboy the... impales himself on a tree branch. Yeah, all the deaths are really fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. So Homeboy, yeah, Homeboy impales himself on the tree branch. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from then on, it's basically a cavalcade of uh, people, teens misunderstand, I keep calling them mm-hmm. teens, the college students misunderstanding what's happening and mm-hmm. then running yeah. headlong into their own deaths their mm-hmm. because yeah and uh championed by chad who's decided that this is their opportunity to to really live yeah and he's decided so they're gonna find be out heroes a whole bunch of shit about him turns out one okay one we find out this whole trip was his idea two we find out that the people who were killed in the massacre the, the that he told the story about were his parents and that um, they were killed by hillbillies. And yeah, so he by, has by psycho hillbillies. So, so he has this anti mm-hmm. he's got this thing against all hillbillies yeah. now. So it's he weird. fancies himself the hero of this horror movie. Yeah. He's going to go kill the evil hillbillies. He's like, don't you guys get it? It's us versus them. <laughs> It's super strange and also very much a white man's thing and, to do. And to just, all of his friends are like, I just keep and just keep being like, dude, that's fucked up. Yeah, let's <laughs> chill out. But then they'll like see something that scares them and then they'll mm-hmm. go along with him, which is so yeah. how her dynamics work. Uh, one idiot is like, it's us versus them, even though there wasn't a conflict. And then a bunch mm-hmm. of other idiots see it as scary and then jump into the fray. One kid jumps mm-hmm. Headlong, accidentally into a wood chipper. That was pretty good. Uh, They see her digging what they think to be a grave, but in fact, uh, uh, Allie is helping Dale. So Allie and meanwhile, Allie and Dale are having this like meet cute romance where they Mm -hmm. both like Trivial Pursuit because Dale's really good Uh at Trivial Pursuit. And like, it turns out Allie grew up on a farm, so she's helping Mm -hmm. Dale dig the latrine and all this stuff. She's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm not afraid to get dirty. Like, I know, like, I know how to do manual labor. Yeah, like, who cares? the teens see this, uh, interpret it as him making her dig. Gr- oh, ow. I just got that audio okay. artifact, artifact in Ooh. my headphones. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway. Spooky. Uh, sees it as the teens. The teens see it as whatever. The teens jump to wild conclusions. Yeah. The yeah. kids jump to wild conclusions and then mm-hmm. run into various spikes and or wood chippers. Uh, mm-hmm. One kid is trying to shoot them with a gun at one point, and Dale is so precious. The kid, the gun, it won't shoot because its safety's on. And Dale's so mm-hmm. precious that he like points at him. He's like, "Oh, you got to take the safety off on the side." And the kid immediately turns the gun around and accidentally shoots himself in the head. Um, oh, there was yeah. also the sh- they call the sheriff. Yeah, they, they get so the they sheriff so they involved. Get, one of the boys drives the car to go get help, basically. So, and they come back with the sheriff. Um, 
they are all um and and the sheriff goes in to interview Tucker and Dale. Meanwhile, Tucker Tucker and Dale have had this conversation because they're mystified and traumatized by the goings on. Because as far as Tucker knows, some kid just came up and threw himself into the wood chipper right in front of him. And Dale is like, well, we just told the cop, you know, we should call the cops and tell them the truth. And he's just like, listen, like nobody's going to believe us. And then, you know, the sheriff comes and that I love that line where he's just like, Sheriff, we have been having one doozy of a day. Yeah, yeah they keep describing it as a, it's classic Southern understatement. They keep describing it as a doozy of a day. Yeah, It's like, there we were, just minding our own business, making doing some work around the house, when all of a sudden these college kids started killing themselves all over my property. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, and yeah. the sheriff, of and, course, uh, comes and he already has like a uh and like Tucker, he's just like, I know what this is. This is a suicide pact. Yeah. The sheriff, when he comes, already has like a a, a predisposition against these guys because he had had mm-hmm. what, like a weird encounter with them earlier. So when he shows up, he's mm-hmm. already suspicious. And then when he shows up, Tucker and Dale are also dragging half a person <laughs> that they've pulled out of the wood chipper uh, mm-hmm. to go like bury them in a hole. Um, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't look great. And then the sheriff goes inside, leans against a rickety beam and a Mm -hmm. beam full of nails comes down and stabs him in the head. (laughs) It's a very cool. And he like tumbles out the front door block of wood with nails, like through his forehead and face. And he like stumbles out of the cat, out of the uh, house. The kids are in the cop, like locked in the cop car, freaking out, screaming like, Oh my God, they killed the sheriff. And, um, you know, Tucker and Dale are just like, you know, oh, he's, he's like, how is he still walking? He's okay. I think, look, he's going to walk it off. I think he's going to be okay. And then, yeah, then he just collapses dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's dying. Things mm-hmm. aren't going great for Tucker and Dale. Yeah. The, te- the teens manage to T- get. Dale ins- is completely unscathed. Um, Tucker is the one suffering all of the like horrible accidental injuries. <laughs> Yeah, Tucker. Tucker's Tucker's been having a day where he got stung mm-hmm. by bees, and then a kid threw himself into a wood chipper and stuff. And a guy does mm-hmm. die on top of Dale, and he's pretty yeah. shook up about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Dale's physically Dale is fine. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Allie has suffered another head injury because Dale accidentally knocks her unconscious with a shovel. Yeah, it's She's pretty bad. Fine. It's like very like nothing seriously bad happens to either Dale or Allie the entire time. They're yeah. like miraculously okay. Yeah. Well, nothing seriously physically harmful. I would argue yeah. that very bad yeah, yeah, things yeah. happen. Oh, to yeah. them. Very emotionally damaging things mm-hmm. happen to them. But they yeah. they emerge from the movie physically unscathed mm-hmm. um, yeah. for the most part. Like, you know, got some cuts and bruises or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, they, they uh, emerge from the movie not dead and not mm-hmm. like fucked up. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a anyway, shootout. So, yeah, so Tucker they're trying. Gets- so um, they, so Chad, asshole Chad, is threatening to kill um, Dale's dog, Jangers. Jangers, I played, forgot the dog's played name. Played by Weezer the dog. Is a very cute, Jangers is uh, a, like very one-eyed, floppy-mouthed mutt. Yeah, um, it's maybe not one eyed, maybe just looked one eyed. Yeah, but, I think he has the normal amount of eyes. I think mm-hmm. he just got crinkly eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dale, Dale's just like, if you kill my dog, I, I swear to God, I'll, I'll get really mad. Yeah, he's just very, he's so cute. <laughs> I'll get really mad if you do that. So, uh, and Tuck, so Tucker, Tucker tries. Tucker tries to fear the dog. Uh, Tucker gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by the teen by the uh-huh. boys. Yep. Um, Dale Chad, is in, Chad is getting increasingly psycho. 
Yeah, Chad's freaking out. Chad's like, we got to burn the house down. We got to kill him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and Ch- Chad cuts off two of Tucker's fingers. Yeah, to send sends- a message to Dale and Allie mm-hmm. um, after Tucker yeah. gets kidnapped. Yeah. Allie wakes back up. You know, she asked Tucker, uh, she asked Dale what happened, and Dale just starts crying because he's so overwrought by all the things that have happened. And yeah. she's like, hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay to cry. And. They have this really cute, you know, tender moment while uh, Dale explains what's happening. He's just like, do some of your friends take medication? Because I, I think they forgot to take it. Yeah, it's 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 very mm-hmm. cute. And yeah. Allie wants to be a therapist is her mm-hmm. other character arc. Yeah. So she's like he- helping Dale, um, which if you're mm-hmm. an undergrad psychology student, please do not attempt to provide therapeutic help to your yeah. friends. You're not qualified. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're you're on the way to someday becoming qualified to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, Dale goes to rescue yep. Tucker. He mm-hmm. gets all badassed up. Um, mm-hmm. So he, some- yeah, he goes to rescue Tucker. Um, Tucker stops him from walking into the trap that the kids have set, which is like a throws a sharpened pole at him. Yes. Uh, which well, he, he does walk into it, and the pole he walks does into get it, but it, it just doesn't it. hit him. Yeah. Yeah, it goes under his crotch. It mm-hmm. goes through his jeans and misses his balls, mm-hmm. and it's a f- another bit of funny slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets Tucker down, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, the teens are in the cabin with Allie. Yeah, like with Allie, uh, the, the other kids have gotten into the cabin, and Allie's like, "You know, no, it's fine, guys. Like, like seriously, nothing bad like, is happening. I don't need to be rescued. They saved yeah, my life. And they're really nice dudes. Out. Just chill out." Uh, and Chad me- will we'll hear none of it. So Chad uh, starts like dumping gasoline on the cabin and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, when Tucker and Dale get back, some events yeah, and transpire. One of the friends uh, is just like. Oh my gosh, Ellie has Stockholm syndrome. Right, they decide that she has Stockholm because syndrome because that's something that you can get in one day. Right. Uh, when the uh, 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 when Tucker and Dale come back, Ellie has mm-hmm. Chad and Dale sit down at a table to discuss their issues, <laughs> which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad then reveals about his parents being murdered and all that mm-hmm. jazz. Uh, uh, uh-huh. And Dale just Dude. says he do- he doesn't like being basically he doesn't like being judged. Uh, well, what he says, he? he's like, first, I'm sorry about what happened to your family. Like, that's awful. Yeah, and he's genuinely Secondly, really sorry. I don't have any. I didn't have anything to do with that. I was a small child. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's it's is very reasonable and well rationed. Mm-hmm. And Dale is just a really like emotionally complex mm-hmm. character. Like, he's very like mm-hmm. just well put together. He's he's yeah. very emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um. Something happens. Negotiations go. Oh, right, because the they're they're making good progress. Meanwhile, the friends that have been left on the outside mm-hmm. don't know what's happening on the inside and that things are going well. And mm-hmm. so they bust in through the door. Um, and yeah, with a weed whacker. With a weed whacker, uh, somebody gets weed whacked in the head. Yeah. So the dude. Um, so I think the character's name is Jason, who's the dready friend. Um. Uh, whacks his own girlfriend in the face with the weed whacker because Tucker steps out of the way. Yeah, um, it's pretty brutal. Jason freaks out. Everybody's freaking out. Um, and then Chad 
Chad flips the table. Flips the table, is trying to fight, and then, like, sets the place on fire, basically. Yeah, he sets the place on fire. Uh, Um, Well, he sets his buddy, he sets Jason on fire accidentally, because Jason just happens to be standing in the direction that all the gasoline was poured. And then the chick with the stripper shoes, who's smoking the entire time, the white chick with the bad extensions, like, like, grabs a jar of what looks like water, but is actually paint thinner, and throws it on Jason and makes the fire even worse. And yeah, it makes it very freaking out. And she's just like, finally is just like shaking and crying and just like lights a fucking cigarette and, and is just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> so the house blows up because there's a bunch of like chemicals. She She's still inside of it. Uh, mm-hmm. and Tuck, the house Tucker, blows up. Dale and Allie get out of the house. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A house blows up. They th- We think Chad's been taken care of, but he emerges from the ru- rubble with like a sort of two face situation going mm-hmm. on. He's got like half his face burned away. Uh-huh. He takes a puff from his inhaler and screams like a maniac. <laughs> and yeah, they're just pr- like, all right, let's get out of here. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? Um, so I forget what happens, but uh, oh, they get uh, in. They get in the truck, so they're dr- trying to drive a- right, away. That's right. That's right. Tucker's truck. Dale's driving. Dale. But accident, Dale's and not they watching the road. Crash into something. They crash Dale. into a tree because mm-hmm. they're driving through a forest, and Dale's not looking. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody gets thrown out of the yeah. car. Uh, uh, da- uh, Dale and the dog are both fine. Um, he wakes up because um, the dog is licking him. Tucker is on the ground next to the car and and uh chad has come and taken Allie and kidnapped her yes so dale uh gets all suited up he or he he just gets all he has an emotional discussion with tucker about how he needs to go save Allie, and so he mm-hmm. does go do that and uh he finds her in this like abandoned lumber mill and mm-hmm. she's tied to uh like a big uh table saw mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very like snidely whiplash style setup here. <laughs> right. It's a she's literally like rope tied to mm-hmm. like a table saw. Like you know exactly like, what's about to happen yeah. when you see somebody rope tied to a, a, mm-hmm. a table saw. Um so Dale comes in, he like gets all these like he puts like those logging crampons on his shoes and he mm-hmm. like puts a welding mask on and shit and gets uh-huh. all badass. Um and then he busts in to save Allie. A mm-hmm. big climactic battle ensues, and the the expected sequence of, oh no, he's turned on the power, and Allie's going towards the sob. So mm-hmm. Dale is both trying to fight Chad and also mm-hmm. release Allie. Chad kicks him full on in the face with both legs, which has to hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a pretty. That's got to be a pretty big bummer. Yeah, uh, Dale throws this hatchet, and it's really badass, and it like. Cuts the, the hatchet like miraculously Allie. cuts the rope that he couldn't untie that's holding yeah. Allie down, and she gets off just in the nick of time. Um, yeah. And then yeah. they incapac they don't they knock Chad unconscious or knock him down or something, and then they run upstairs to the like office of this sawmill or whatever it is place that they're in, and um, they're looking around and they see Chekhov's chamomile tea. <laughs> Yes, it is mentioned earlier that uh, because they have tea during their discussion, it's mentioned earlier that um, Chad can't have chamomile tea because he's got asthma and mm-hmm. it will fuck with his asthma. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's um, true or not. It's true in this movie for Chad. Yep. So they find so they find Chekhov's chamomile dusty box of chamomile tea um, and a newspaper article sh- saying that the lone survivor of the Memorial Day massacre, which is the name of the serial killing event that Chad keeps talking about. Um, the lone survivor was um, tortured and raped. And then they show, and then there's a photo of the cops with the killer and the killer looks exactly like Chad. Yeah, and they so realize, oh shit, 
you know, Chad's yeah. actually the son of this serial killer. Yes. Which and explains his mom. the crazy. It does. And also, uh, Chad's mom has apparently been in this, in a psychiatric hospital yeah. since he was born. So he doesn't mm-hmm. know his mom. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. So they find out he's half hillbilly and they mm-hmm. tell him this. And he, and he does freaks it. out. He does. He freaks out. He doesn't want to accept it. Blah blah blah. He starts coming at them again. Uh, and Dale uh, blows the chamomile tea into uh, mm-hmm. his face, into Chad's face. Uh-huh. Uh And Chad essentially goes into anaphylaxis and falls out. And of and Ch- and uh, Allie's like, "What was that?" And he and then Dale rattles off some fact with like the Latin name of the. Uh, yeah, he he, get, he rattles substance. off the science. Like that's the ingredient in in chamomile tea that. Uh, um, that some people have a sele- severe anaphylactic reaction to in certain situations. He's yeah, like, yeah, but like- he'll be fine as long as we get him his inhaler. And then, you know, so they're looking around like they're going to go get Chad his inhaler so he doesn't die. And Chad, meanwhile, throws himself out the window and lands in the grass outside, like yeah. presumably broken and dead. <laughs> yes. Um, and then they go to the hospital and everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Tucker's t- fingers got reattached. One of his fingers is the wrong finger. It's somebody mm-hmm. else's finger. It's <laughs> yeah. a funny little visual gag because it's got a painted nail on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, has this whole talk with Dale where he's like, he's like, well, Dale, did you ask her out about Allie? And Dale's like, oh, no, I couldn't get up the courage. And then at the end of the scene, he's like, but surprise, we're going bowling tonight. And so mm-hmm. then it cuts to Allie and Dale. Just bowling, mm-hmm. just having a nice homie time as homies. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Dale starts to tell Allie that he likes her, and she's mm-hmm. like, I feel the same, and the kiss. And then this other hillbilly starts going buck wild in the background, and mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't even go buck wild on purpose. He just goes and tries to talk to another woman. And, and uh, somehow accidentally knocks this woman unconscious, and another hilarious misunderstanding begins to ensue. Yeah, and Dale and Allie look over at it and are just like, Dale's like, no, I don't care. Dale's like, I'm not getting fucking involved with this, which is pretty great uh, Mm because these people only accidentally wound up in this horror movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tucker and Dale had nothing, did nothing wrong, and just and they lost their vacation home that they just spent all of their money on. They got it. There's got to be some kind of yeah. Hopefully, they were insured in some Mm -hmm. capacity. (laughs) Hopefully, they made a protected purchase. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's a good film. Mm -hmm. Um, Very again. Very wholesome, very lighthearted, and plays with a lot of expectations. Yeah, it's about it's about expectations and judgments, uh, especially based on uh, class and appearance and mm-hmm. level. And uh, a, uh, they, there's a line in the movie that says there's a difference between intelligence and education, mm-hmm. um, which is such an important yeah. thing that people forget that just because somebody isn't educated doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means mm-hmm. they didn't have the privilege to go to mm-hmm. school. Yeah, um, my. I think it's uh, so Dale Dale has very low self-esteem, but is like is just like a really good guy who's obviously very smart and just doesn't believe that he's smart. Um, And they um, because they're playing this like trivial pursuit. I think they're called they call it trivia up or something like that. Yeah, it's It's like like some non copyright infringement trivial pursuit. Dale is just insanely good at this game. He's got a really good memory for facts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's when Allie says, she says, you know, there's a difference between intelligence and education. Right. Because he starts to say, uh, I got a weird He's, brain because I'm dumb as hell, but I can remember facts. And Allie's like, like everything that's not I've dumb. ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. And Allie's like, like, that's that not sounds dumb. pretty that's... smart to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's a, Dale has a, uh, a like, f- not photographic, mm-hmm. but like. Mm-hmm. 
He's got a really he's got a really good trivia memory. Yeah, he's got a really good trivia memory, and yeah, and he just remembers things that people say. Like he's mm-hmm. got a really good memory for yeah trivia about people as like real people as well as like mm-hmm. trivial pursuit trivia. Like he remembered from an offhanded comment that Chad had asthma and was mm-hmm. allergic to chamomile. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, the hottest mm-hmm. uh, was. I don't know, Allie was pretty fucking hot. The I the hottest the reporter at the beginning was also really hot. Mm-hmm. And in the flashback, there was a woman who was really hot in the flashback mm-hmm. murder scene. Fun fact about the uh reporter who's at the be- the very beginning and the very end, that's actually the um director's wife. And the director oh. is the guy playing the cameraman. Ha, that's fun. Um I think for me, the hottest was probably um, Jason, the dready friend. Cool. I thought he was the best. I thought he was the best looking, but Allie's also pretty hot. She's also just like that actor. I don't remember her name, but I've, I've, mm-hmm. she's just Katrina has- Bowden. Cool. She looks like, uh, either I've seen her in something or she like looks like another mm-hmm. actor that I find hot. I don't know. She her, looks a uh, little bit like Amber Heard. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't, I don't um, know. She I don't looks, know. There's a, a couple of other actresses who I think have that same kind of look. Yeah, totally. But she Either way, she's really... She's, uh, yeah, she's also very good looking. Oh, we forgot to mention the... Well, this is one of my favorite parts is that the, at the end, um, Dale gives Allie a gift of a pink bicycle helmet. It's so cute. And, and it's he's a, just it's like, a f- I think you should just wear this from now on. Yeah, it's like a funny, thoughtful gift that's mm-hmm. like, ha ha, you keep... We met because you got... I had injury. Yeah, in two days. <laughs> um, Allie is shockingly both alive and functioning normally. And fine, after, yeah. After receiving two head injuries that knocked her unconscious in mm-hmm. the span of like twenty four hours. Yeah. Uh, which, which, uh, as somebody who's had a severe concussion, when that happens, you can die. You could, yeah, you could you super can die. die. And yeah. if it happens even once, you're kind of out of commission for. A minute, like you are not back on top mm-hmm. of it. For you are a definitely while. not playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, you're not playing Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit, it is actually very, very bad. Let's just talk. Let's talk about concussion safety for a minute. They do do the right thing, and <laughs> that they let her sleep the whole mm-hmm. night, which is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You are not supposed to wake up somebody who has a concussion. Take yeah. it from me, folks. Well, you're as long. So you're supposed to ensure that they don't have a brain bleed, like essentially and once you're pretty sure that they don't have a brain bleed then they can sleep the best thing you can do is just sleep is let as much as yeah, you yeah, can. yeah 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 basically if they pass all of the cognitive like they pass all of the cognitive tests and aren't like totally out of it mm-hmm. uh you can if they're completely out of it take them to the hospital because yeah. that is beyond your capacity but if they're if they're just like if they're they're definitely concussed but also very much like but also like lucid and functional, mm-hmm. just let them sleep. Yeah. Um, so they let her sleep. And then what else about concussions? Try not to get a second concussion right away because it can kill you. It can straight up kill you. Yeah. And if it doesn't kill you, you are at a much higher, like you you almost mm-hmm. certainly will injure your brain in some permanent yeah. capacity if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't play Trivial Pursuit right after. The worst <laughs> thing you can do for a concussion is to think a lot Mm -hmm. afterwards sounds silly but your brain is a muscle and thinking makes it work and Mm -hmm. so playing trivial pursuit would be a very very bad idea after a concussion because Mm -hmm. it would make you have to actively think about and try to recall information Uh which is not you want to be like yeah you you need to be you're supposed to be on cognitive rest yeah 
can you can do in. puzzles. You can mm-hmm. do a cuddle, coloring book. And you can do it. anything that doesn't make your symptoms worse. Yeah, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it hurts, stop. Uh, and you yeah. can't do anything with screens really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that that's not a rule. That's just it depends. Like for me, when I had my concussion, I couldn't use screens because it hurt my eyes too much to look gotcha. at them. Yeah. The day when I, I had a mild concussion last year, um, mm-hmm. and it was enough to take me out of work for a couple of days, but I, it, I, uh, had a mild concussion and the, the couple of days after, uh, yeah, I like, it did hurt to look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was mostly doing voice to text, but yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of coloring books. I did listen to podcasts, which you're not really mm-hmm. supposed to multitask when you're healing from a concussion mm-hmm. for the same reason. But anyway, this has been concussion tips uh, from concussion, two people. Concussion safety 101. Concussion safety 101. <laughs> from Hannah and Wendy. From Hannah and Wendy. Um, Biggest spook or best spook. What was hmm. your best spook? Which I feel like in this one is almost like, I mean, it can be whatever you want, but for me, it's going to be my favorite death. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite spook is the kid who just flies full on into the wood chipper. Yeah, that one's pretty good. That's what mm-hmm. I was probably going to say, too, because uh-huh. they it's uh, Tucker standing like right by it. And so mm-hmm. a comical amount of blood sprays out at mm-hmm. him and the wood, it takes the wood chipper like a while to grind to a halt as mm-hmm. Tucker is just screaming covered in blood. Uh-huh. And um, one of the and the. Two girls are on the other side of the wood chip are also getting splattered in blood. Yeah, there's a lot of blood going around in mm-hmm. that scene. That was my favorite spook, I think. Mm-hmm. I think my also maybe my runner up would be the kid who just shoots himself in the face. Yeah, the kid like, is yeah. The the level of misadventure in this movie is it's like at an 11 the whole time. Yeah, it's it's a wacky uh it's a wacky comedy of errors mm-hmm. but with a lot more death and dying. <laughs> um um, who was the, I mean, the worst dressed was definitely Chad. Chad was wearing a popped <laughs> collar Yeah, polo. never trust a man with a popped collar. Yeah, Chad I'm was so look, looked like a parody. Anymore. Yeah, me too. Chad looked like a parody of a man named Chad. All the fashion mm-hmm. was pretty bad, though. Like, even Allie's early 2000s fashion with, like, the, like, rolled down jeans or whatever I yeah. was super into. That was not a look I, I particularly liked. Mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, she's wearing Dale's clothes. So I think she has like a, tied them off in ways so that they will fit her better. Totally. It was. Uh, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the jeans that the actor was wearing were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- women's jeans. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they they that that one seemed to go out the window pretty quickly because she was definitely wearing like women's mm-hmm. tight jeans. Um, yeah. So the fact, um, I mean, the, yeah, the fashion I, was a little dated. It was in that era where like it's all that none of the fashion didn't look good then, and it doesn't look mm-hmm. good now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's never going to look good. When did this movie come out? Two thousand ten. Yeah, like. So I was gonna say I was gonna guess uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, based mm-hmm. on how everybody looked, which yeah. is to say bad. Um, I lost my favorite thought. Who do you think was the worst actor? Hmm. I think the chick who uh, the chick in the impractical shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the chick. I think yeah, the girl with the bad extensions. Um, I think Chloe is her character's name. Maybe sounds right. That Chloe? sounds right. Yeah. 
I wasn't and like there's a there's that line where Chad says something intensely mean to her. He's just like, well, if you don't want to fight, then maybe you don't deserve to live. And Jason is like, dude, that is a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, that's an insane thing to say to a person. Yeah. I wasn't super sold on Chad as an actor either. Mm-hmm. Not just because I didn't like his character, but I just like mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't my favorite performance of the film. Yeah. Uh, personally, I, I think he wasn't my favorite performance of the film, but I think that's partly because that kind of person makes me feel icky i feel that i think it was more like a version to the character that he was playing that's totally not necessarily a criticism on his his acting i uh i personally wasn't super sold on his acting but i also you know that's obviously super colored by um yeah not a Mm -hmm. a dude named chad in a pop collar is somebody i'm just going to hate (laughs) hate every single thing about even if he's fake Mm mm-hmm all right, so we did Who's the Hottest? We did Worst Actor. We did Biggest Worst. Spook. Um, Biggest what other superlatives do we have? Worst Dressed. Uh, best Dog in this film yeah. uh, was Jangers. Best Jangers name the for Dog. A, best name for a pet in any movie we watched so far is Jangers <laughs> the Dog. I just love that. It's just a good name for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like a big, like floppy mouth, drooly dog. Yeah. He was like a ju- drooly, like bulldog mix mm-hmm. of some kind. He had yeah. like droopy bulldog, bulldoggy cheeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a tough looking drooly dog. Uh-huh. Um, um, which is to say a, a, a precious sweetheart. <laughs> I think uh, that's, I, I feel. Are those all of our segments? Is that really? Those are the, okay, yeah, those are the superlatives. I think that's we it. Those we just are... haven't done it in a while because we didn't do superlatives for the ring. That's true because it was, mm-hmm. it was. We, uh, just, we had enough stuff to talk about that we didn't yeah. have to. The ring was very like artsy and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of this, uh, was a very, is a very fun yeah. and funny movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is thoughtful. It was more thoughtful yeah. than, yeah, it's, it was mm-hmm. thoughtful. It yeah. did, it had a very, not very, it wasn't as, as literally uh, American Shaun of the Dead as I thought it was going to be, but it mm-hmm. did have sort of an American Shaun of the Dead energy with like these just kind of ha- hapless dudes. Except the difference is that uh, the dudes in Shaun of the Dead are not very good people. And the yeah. dudes in, <laughs> uh, we don't know anything about them mm-hmm. outside of the context of this film, but Tucker and mm-hmm. Dale seem to be pretty decent dudes. Yeah. They're kind they and they respect women. Very, yeah, very good people. Um, yeah, a sequel for this movie was pitched and a script was written, but I guess the script was like super disappointing. So it ended up getting scrapped, but I'm actually, I'm glad that they scrapped the idea of a sequel rather than make a bad sequel. I I completely agree. To a movie like this. Yeah, I completely agree. Because like, don't tarnish the legacy of such a wholesome (laughs) horror Mm -hmm. comedy. A wholesome and delightful horror comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like every, you know, every trope subversion and everything about, like, uh, the way this movie plays with your expectations, I think, is just really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing really I can say that's wrong with this movie. No, I really Except liked for it. that chick's hair extensions. Yeah, that's they were really bad. gripe. <laughs> and it was also 2010, the time of really bad hair yeah, extensions. Yeah, really, like, really cheap co- uh, college student hair extensions. Yep. It um, looks... Yeah, and also like this, they all these girls are like in the water and then come out with their hair still perfectly curled with a curling iron. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's uh, <laughs> that I think is the most unrealistic part of this movie. Some some continuity situations. I think there is. Uh, I think that it is more likely that someone could accidentally fling themselves headfirst into a wood chipper 
than that you could get in the water and come out with your hair looking like that. Oh yeah, completely. I think it's, I, I, from what I gather, it seems like it's pretty easy to accidentally fall into a wood chipper and that's mm-hmm. why they're so. Yeah, it's actually like surprisingly easy to hurt yourself by accident. Yeah, it's not that surprising for me. Like a a gun, if you don't know how to use one, Uh (laughs) or like heavy equipment. Yeah, as a person, Um, I don't know if you could run headlong into a sharp tree branch and get impaled by it like that. But yeah, I don't know if you could run fast enough. I mean, I guess if you were running, they were kind of running downhill, and so if you Mm -hmm. were kind of like fall running down a hill, Mm -hmm. I could see that if you had enough velocity. But yeah, I don't think it'd have to be a pretty dense wood. I think. Yeah, and a human being wouldn't be able to just run fast enough to just impale themselves unless they were Mm -hmm. very, very... Like, that kid Mm -hmm. in those woods would not be running that fast. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the least realistic part of the film, (laughs) besides the hair. Yeah. Um, It Um, feels like a good time to start wrapping this bad boy up. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's wrap this bad boy up. It sounds great. Uh, Thanks for listening to our, our program. Uh, you can listen to other shows on the Stick Poke Prod Network where other we are. Other programs. Other programs, such as If It's Gay, We Play. Today we recorded an episode about uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's that good, good uh, content that everyone craves, that Animal Crossing, Crossing content. You can also listen to By the Grace of Pod. Hot. Hot. Which is uh, sort of on hiatus, but you can listen to the backlog and it's very funny. Um, if you like our program, you can... Uh, reach out to us and we would love if you did that mm-hmm. if you have eaten a tombstone pizza in the past 10 years if you have gotten stuck at a sonic drive through if you are or are within a two-ish degrees of Aesop Rock um, plenty of other <laughs> things you have to listen to all the episodes um, to hear if what, you have what any real life you. scary stories that you'd real like to share with us stories. we would love to hear those and read them on the show um, always we'd also film love- suggestions yeah. Yeah, always taking film recommendations, and we'd love to hear your opinions on the movies that we have um, done so far for the show. Yeah, watch it, watch it along with us um, if you if you want. That would be mm-hmm. cool. You can uh, tell us what you think, and the way to do that is at our social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at No Exit Podcast. Um, and we are on email. You can email us at noexitpodcast. We're on the, we're on the we are, email. We are on the Gmail at noexitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening and, uh, Hannah, do you have any advice to close the show with? Uh, yeah, oh, first, wait, sorry. First, uh, thanks to travel kit for, oh, yeah, thanks to travel our kit theme for song. Our theme song. Um, you can check them out at, uh, travel underscore kit underscore music on Facebook and Instagram or, um, www.travelkitmusic.com. And if you are a person who still needs to hear this and you are leaving your home for anything other than what is absolutely necessary, Fucking stop doing that. Mm-hmm. That's not my advice for you the program. You have two jobs. You have two jobs. One is don't die. The other one is don't kill anyone else. Yeah. And you have a, a bigger main job if you live in the state of Colorado and mm-hmm. you are not an essential worker. You have a bigger main job that's really, really easy. It's just stay home. Just stay, stay home. home. Just stay in your home. Um, mm-hmm. And I recognize that I am a person who has a, the privilege of being in a really nice place to stay. Anyway, mm-hmm. point being, I do have ap- actual... Uh, advice for the... Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Tell us, what is your advice to close the show with? This is advice that I wish I had given myself a long time ago, and I've given to multiple people in real life, but I think it holds true to this movie. Don't go to college. And don't turn out the lights. Goodbye. Goodbye.